Welcome everyone to CDO's Magazine series of one-on-one interviews with key influencers, CDOs, and data leaders. I'm your host, Robert Lutton, Vice President of Sandhill Consultants, and I'm coming to you today from Toronto, Canada, working with the CDO Magazine. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Julie Smith, who is the Director of Data and Analytics at Alation. So, Julie, there's a big gap in data literacy. From your point of view, how does data literacy help with AI adoption? My first thought around this actually is, is what are we considering data literacy? Mm. Um, Because it's one of those terms that I hear used a lot, a bit like data culture. I I hear it used a lot. And I think that um, people interpret it in different ways as to, as to what it actually means, you know, what, what needs to be, you know, how literate do people need to be with data? What are those skills that 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 involves? Um, And so I think that, you know, it's, it's, some people think, oh, it's how do I interpret this bar chart or scatter plot? To others, it's, you know, can I query SQL? Do I understand databases, et cetera? Um, it takes on different guises. And I think that in the sort of the, if we think around, you know, AI as a particular um, case you're thinking of here, there's there's different sort of elements I would consider to be data literacy along that. So, so sort of working from the, the end result backwards, um people's at the output from models people people wanting to accept that um you want people to if people are going to become more data informed you want them to accept that you want them to embrace what the the ai is doing for them um and uh, and so it needs to present things in a way that they're going to appreciate and understand things so giving them more of an appreciation of of what that means and and how they can trust it um, is important, I think. And I think that that I think I mentioned um, earlier about you know people could have blind trust in right. There is yes. blind trust bad. Well, blind trust is bad. They know, but there's also the lack of trust with the other extreme. Yes. You know, you can you can have both of those. And I think that data literacy can help sort of find that middle ground. So, you know, those who, who think it's magic because it's it's this black box and, and things go in and, and the wonders come out the other side, we need to, to demystify it for them. We need to make it clear to them, look, these are the boundaries this works in. This is the context you can take it within. Um, you know, some may imagine you open up that black box and there's an, an army of imps clattering away on an abacus like something out of a Terry Pratchett novel. Um or um, you know, or, or, or the skeptics who are, are out there about, well, what's this AI actually producing? You know, um, is it going to work for me? Um, giving them that understanding of what's actually happening in there, um, and and the context of what it's using and how it's presenting itself. I think one of the challenges with AI, like any data science models before them, is the more complicated it gets, the harder they it is to explain them. Yes. and to explain why it's doing what it's doing. And so finding our way in, in that and, and developing the data literacy so people are more receptive to that information and understanding of it, I think, is is good. Um, it, it's not for a topic for today, but that concept you just mentioned is a scary concept because the more complicated that these AI models get and the more that you cannot explain it, the more that you then have to and take that trust is is an interesting aspect not for yeah. today's discussion but no. definitely something that i think that organizations um, need to 
And, and this is where, in, in terms of the data quality question, if you can't explain why you've got to that answer, you can't necessarily tie it back to issues with the source data so readly as well. And this is, it's, it's as you say, the whole, whole other topic. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, but um, yeah. But if so, we if we take the data literacy a little bit bit further on this, and, and it might sound odd, but I think that the, the AI developers could do with a healthy dose of data literacy. Um, no, <laughs> and truly, truly. I, how dare I? But you? you know, <laughs> but you know, I've I've um, um, you know worked with a wide range of people from different backgrounds, and sometimes people are launched into data very early on. You know, data scientists fresh from university or otherwise, and they have this assumption that the data is fine you know it's exactly what i'm expecting it's got the columns are exactly telling me what's in there and the data is going to be perfect well no it's it's not the real world has told us this um they need to understand you know what can go wrong with data so literate in those types of things there are some people that get so caught up on the technology side of the house that they forget that you know the business side of the house it's all about the business drives uh, the direction uh, but I, I do like that approach where, you know, you know, data literacy for all or data advocacy or whatever the term is. I, I wouldn't get too caught up on the term. We yeah. just know there needs to be a general uplift across the organization of this knowledge of data to be able to be uh, beneficial for the organization. Yeah, precisely. It, it touches all parts. And, and it's data literacy, I think, sometimes is pigeonholed as it's the people reading the charts at the end. It's not. It's that whole life cycle it goes through to me. So, so, so moving on, you mentioned a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, data governance. Uh, and data governance can sometimes be a very tricky word, especially for organizations that have tried to implement it and failed. Is there a balance that you would kind of see between, you know, an organization maybe perhaps enforcing data governance too much and maybe the flexibility that they need to innovate with data? your impressions i think you used a word there enforcing and right. and i think and, and the words governance and enforce don't you know paint a, a positive picture for governance in you know, right from the off there does it because immediately there's this there's this feeling that it's it's restricting me it's it's tying me down etc and i think that what um is good to realize that actually data governance is an enabler as well. Um, data governance by, you know, aligning definitions and, and, and allowing people to understand their data they're working with and, and where it's actually coming from, what the quality and provenance of that data is, um, the consistency standards, you know, the point of integration, et cetera. This actually all makes it easier for people to work with that data um it's not about all about compliance and regulation and, and right. policies etc yes there is that other side to it um there we have to have the compliance you know there's, there's all sorts of, of regulation there but you know we need to work with the people doing the data and, and you know we, we i often explain to people you know we're not the ministry of data you know about to sentence you know right. muggle born data scientists to the world to say you know you're now you can only do mundane quarterly report generation or something like that you know it, it, we, we having transparency on education on why we need to do this stuff um embrace the people who are the experts in the data to make them part of that data governance journey and understand what's being needed in there 
um, you know, one of one of the challenges you have with with enforcing governance in the in a I think makes the data world a bit more um, tricky to navigate in this way is that people have another choice. Um, if they decide, you know, oh, no, I'm going to still play with data, they they will go back to you know and continue to live in their databases that to the casual observer look remarkably like spreadsheets, um, and you know they'll find their solace in there and and rightly or wrongly try and continue to work that way you need to work with them and bring them on that journey with you um i do a talk with um uh, nicola Ascom, um who's a data governance coach and, and we we personify people um or, or portray people that you encounter in, da in in data governance as um a variety of of animals and the most dangerous animal that we portray in that talk is the data governance wildebeest which comes hurtling across the plane, doling out policies and procedures and, and thou shalt do this, et cetera, and leaving in its wake a, a bunch of dazed and confused business people who are just like, what just happened there? Um, and, you know, it makes it worse for the next time you try and address data quality because everybody runs for cover. Um, you need to try and and take people along with you that they will have you know smes in there that will help you that are part of the business and show them that it is actually about yes data democracy it's another term that's flown out there that suggests huge amounts of freedom but any democracy needs its rules for it to work efficiently and and well and it's about responsible access to data responsible democracy to it and, and i think you you mentioned just the the, the top of this particular topic education education transparency those are going to be the key cornerstones they're going to help you uh install the benefits of a, of a data governance platform just yeah. in the last couple of minutes i, I want to be respectful of your time uh and again leveraging on your knowledge and your experience uh how has the perspective of diversity and inclusion changed in the tech industry over the course of your career and how do you see it influencing the future of data and technology? Again, I forget how long I've been in this game. Uh, <laughs> and then someone reminds me. I will be a gentleman and not mention the years. That you, it, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've always been someone who um, kind of, uh, I get into my work and I don't necessarily associate um happenings with other factors at the time they happen you know in terms of you know diversity in the workplace and and in particular probably the you know the gender um split that's there um and i perhaps should be more conscious of it at, at the time but it's when i stop and look back and reflect that that things start to strike me about how things were and and, and still are to a good degree in some respects but you know we have um i have seen the needle move I had the misconception recently that the data area was actually better than other tech areas and that there was a more equal balance between male and female. And, and apparently statistics have proven me wrong. Um, you know, it, it is still, yeah, damn, damn lies, damn lies and statistics, as my dad always used to tell me. Um, but yeah, they, they, it, it's not the case. It is still very much similar to, to other tech um, industries. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, we want to try and increase that representation and something I'm very um, passionate about, um, despite all the, the the AI talk at the moment, is the people aspect that, that's so important to data and, and business and similar. And, uh, you know, 
the the level of change manage, management that's needed, the level of, of cultural change and, and embracing of things. And I think that's something, I mean, I don't wish to, I never wish to stereotype genders in different ways, but people in empathy, they tend to be <laughs> the strengths that that that, that um, we can bring to bear, and and I'm hoping that people will start to see that. And and maybe one of the elements that that is that disparity is the fact that the the roles seem too techy and don't draw upon the skills that that we feel with people and 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 sociable things. Maybe that can attract people as they see the more more of an element of that coming into the workspace. You know, it's it, the. The people is one of the tri uh, foundations of uh, process and technology that we need to get right. Uh, just last question, and again, based upon your experience, you know, what what advice would you have for young professionals entering the industry today to help them navigate the evolving uh, landscape uh, to develop a successful and fulfilling career? And you know, hopefully, you've had a similar uh, successful and fulfilling career yourself it, well yeah i well I've, I've certainly enjoyed it and i think um yeah i, I quite often have um uh you know university students come up to me and ask you know what, what are your tips what are your advice and things like that and i think you mentioned one there you mentioned about you know um processes and, and right. pe- people about people processing technology and unfortunately um people forget the people <laughs> so my advice would be don't forget the people they are part of any solution um, so learn to engage, communicate and present to people so that they can understand what you're trying to achieve, so that you can understand what they need. Um, you know, you could be the most incredibly advanced person when it comes to developing models in all sorts of different ways. But if you can't explain what that's going to help people with, then they're not going to adopt it. They're not going to be engaged with what they're trying to do. Um, data is never what it seems. Oh, there's a <laughs> Always question yeah. it. <laughs> no matter how trusting you might think about about things you know be skeptical um to to try and make sure what you're using is 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 not right i, I you know i talked to, to the university students again who've had these lovely pristine data sets given to them for their projects and i'm like yeah never gonna happen again <laughs> and um hard knocks that's for sure yeah yeah strive to understand the business needs um you know it's the business outcomes that drive this we don't do data for data's sake um and lastly um you know what data governance can be fun don't 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 read into a lot of what people say about governance and everything it's an enabler it it's actually giving people a lot of um more ability a lot more capability to do things right and it's not all about boring policies and processes and following rules you know you can you can still be a data radical but keep keeping the guide rails that data governance give uh julie there was some great uh localisms that you mentioned about uh, the city was rocking it and uh you know how uh you know uh, students can actually learn the uh the the flow and of and, and obviously have fun. On behalf of the CEO magazine, we appreciate you giving your your time. It is a little bit late in the evening there. We definitely appreciate you giving the time. We hope we get the chance to come back and have a chat because it was very, very interesting to hear your experience uh, and have you share that experience, especially as organizations continue to harness artificial intelligence for the betterment of organizations around the world. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, for our listeners, please visit studiomagazine.tech 
for additional interviews. Thank you.